Well, beloved, last week we, we talked about the fact that you have everything you need. You have everything you need in Christ. You have everything you need for every situation when you are a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So last week we talked about the Word and the Word's great supply for you. Today we're going to be talking about the fact that you have everything you need because Holy Spirit resides in you. And I, my prayer is that you get to know Holy Spirit better today. You get to know Holy Spirit as the person that he is, shoulder to shoulder, inside of you living 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Think about that. Can you believe what you just heard spoken to your heart? Can you believe what you just heard? Yes. The Almighty God, the Master of the universe, when you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are one with him in spirit. Amen. You are one with him in spirit. In the Aramaic it says, but whoever cleaves to our Lord becomes one spirit with him. Can you believe that the Lord has said that to you? One spirit with him. Don't let anybody ever preach a watered-down gospel to you. There's nothing watered down about this gospel. There's nothing weak about being united with the majesty of majesties. One spirit. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Person. I said person. He's a person. He is not just an influence. He is not just some little prompting that you get. He is as much a person as Jesus and the Father. He can be grieved. He is sensitive to whether you are yielded to him or whether you reject him. He has a mind, he has will, he has emotion. I'm going to give you scriptures on that. Roman, Romans 8:27. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit. So does the spirit have a mind? 
because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. I'm glad I have an intercessor. I'm glad I have someone who is always speaking the perfect will of God to me, to you. He has a will. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit, and by the way, we get to go through the gifts here this morning. These are for you. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. Some translations say, just as he wills. So if you look at this last word, determines, it has the meaning to willfully, intentionally do something. It is a very strong very strong term. It's a very strong term. It means a determined intention driving the plan. So when the Spirit gives as he wills, he is giving as willfully in a determined fashion to carry out God's plan. Okay, emotions. The Holy Spirit has emotion. Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only that what is only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So he can be grieved. He has emotions. The beautiful thing is that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit lives inside every born-again believer. If you're a born-again believer, say, I have the Holy Spirit living in me. 2 Timothy 1.14. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So how are we going to guard 
the good news, the, 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 the good deposit that's been made into us, what's going to help us guard that? Who's going to help us guard that? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit living in the born-again believer. Listen, listen to the Aramaic. Keep the good trust by the spirit of holiness who dwells within us. So everything given to you through this good news gospel, the kingdom of God, everything given to you is kept by Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. So how many of you would say Holy Spirit's pretty important? And getting to know him is one of the best and most beautiful things we can do in our lives. Right? Getting to know him as a person, building relationship with him, as our friend, as our helper, as our counselor. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? So how many more ways do you think that we could be told this? How many more ways... It's pretty important. I mean, he just keeps saying it in so many different scriptures. It's pretty important that we get a hold of this. This is not someone that just comes to visit you. He's not a visitor. He lives in you. It's just a matter of what are you going to do with it. Are you going to build the relationship? Because you have everything you need. So, all we need to do is yield more to the Holy Spirit. Um, He has given to us, living inside of us, God has given to us the full measure of the Holy Spirit. God doesn't give like in little bits and pieces. He doesn't dissect the Holy Spirit. You get the Holy Spirit. You get the fullness of God. Okay? So are you going to yield? The question we really need to ask ourselves is how much, how in what better way, in what greater way, how can I give myself more to Holy Spirit? We, we should not be walking around saying, I need more of Holy Spirit. Send me more of Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? If, if we walk around saying, I need more, I need more, I need more, I need more Holy Spirit, we're really not in belief there. That's what's happening. You really don't believe what's been deposited in you. You you don't need more. You've been given everything you need. How much of you are you going to give over? How much of you are you going to yield? See, that's, that's the real question. So, Holy Spirit is a divine, a divine person. So I went through the scriptures, and I'm sure I didn't get them all. I didn't get all the definitions, you know, all the names for Holy Spirit. But I'm just going to give you a really quick list. And when I give you this list, I want you to say, not, oh, that's in me? Huh? I want you to say, that's in me. That's in me. He's in me. Okay? This, this description of Holy Spirit is what I have, okay? So here we go, here we go, here we have it. Okay, Holy Spirit, Spirit of the Lord. 
Spirit of God. Spirit of truth. Spirit of wisdom and the knowledge of God. I have a spirit of wisdom and the knowledge of God. Spirit of revelation. Spirit of Christ. Comforter. Helper. Teacher. Advocate. Deposit. Seal. Guarantee. Spirit of might. Spirit of power. Spirit of a sound mind. Spirit of understanding. Spirit of grace. Spirit of holiness. Spirit of the Holy God. Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Spirit of judgment. Spirit of prophecy. The Holy One. Hallelujah. Do you see what's been deposited in you? Do you have everything you need? When he is dwelling in you, every born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, when he is dwelling in you, Holy Spirit, when Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, you are equipped and ready for every situation. Say, I am equipped and ready. Whatever God calls us to do, Whatever he calls us to do, we're equipped and ready. You know, we could all look at our weaknesses, our frailties. We're not doing that, are we? We're going to look at the God that's in us. We're going to look at Holy Spirit in us. Moses wanted to look at his issues, right? Did God use him anyway? Hallelujah. So, as his name implies, Holy Spirit fulfills God's promises in us, right? I mean, we just went through all these things. Holy Spirit in us gives us, every single believer, gives us the fruit of the character of the Almighty God. That's what's been deposited in you. You have access to the very character of God deposited. It's deposited in you because the Holy Spirit can only be the character of God. Correct? Galatians 5.22. Okay, we already talked about the gifts. Okay, here's the fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is what's deposited. The seed of this, this is what's deposited in you. We just choose what we want to do with this in order to produce the great harvest that he has intended for each one of us. God's, so we're going to go through some of these, okay? And I'm going to give you more scripture on them in case you just don't, you know, in case you want more proof than just that. God's spirit of love is shed abroad in our hearts by Holy Spirit. Listen, Romans 5, 5. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given to us. 
So we just allow that love deposit to flourish. That's all we have to do. You know, he's done the hard part. (laughs) He's done all the planting, right? We just need to water it and let it grow. There's life in that. Because of his love deposited in us, we can forgive people, right? We don't even have to take offense, actually. We don't even have to take the offense. If we would take the offense, none of you will ever do that, right? No. (laughs) Thank you. Because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. But if, if someone were to take an offense, they can forgive because of that love. See? Supernatural, beautiful, wonderful work. So through the Holy Spirit, we receive the joy of the Lord. Scripture tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. We just allow that to take precedence over whatever negative situation we happen to be in the middle of. See, this is a, his super strength, his joy, superseding whatever's telling us not to have joy. Can I give you one real quick little example? Not that I always just want to refer to my own life, but I guess it's part of what we have, right? But anyway, so when I got the letter from my family telling me, you know, that I was excommunicated and I wasn't supposed to come around for any more events or Easter, I got it on Easter, got it for Easter, that I wasn't allowed to come anymore because, you know, that was because of Christ is really what the reason was. Um, You know what the first thing is that the Lord told me? You know, I never even got upset when I read that whole big long letter. You know why? You know what the Lord, the very, as I finished the letter, you know the very first word spoken to me? The Lord said, Lisa Marie, don't lose your joy. That's what he said. I said, okay. (laughs) Good enough for me. I can't figure it out. But if you're being persecuted, you know how to take care of the situation. So, don't lose your joy. Doesn't really matter what you're going through. Don't lose your joy. We get peace that passes all understanding. Peace that passes all understanding. And what does it do? It guards our hearts and it guards our minds if we allow it to. If we allow it to. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's deposited in you by Holy Spirit. He helps you grow in that. We get to keep the commands of Jesus by Holy Spirit. Listen to this verse. John 14, 15 through 17. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. 
So the spirit of truth allows us to understand and to do, to understand what the commands are, to do the command. You see that? And he is our counselor ever instructing us. We're shown things to come by Holy Spirit. Jesus told us in John 16, 13, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. How many of you could use all truth? How many of you could use the perfect truth of God? Well, it's given to you. Remember, Holy Spirit's called Spirit of Truth. He will not speak on his own. See that? He's not going to speak on his own. He's going to speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. I believe that. Do you believe that? Yeah, so what, what do we do? We just incline our ears, our hearts, we, we become sensitive, and we say, what are you saying to me, Holy Spirit? What are you showing me? What, are you re- what do you want to tell me? He'll never lie. He'll tell you the truth. So by Holy Spirit, we are actually warned and we are given revelation of the things to come. It might be a dream, it might be a vision, it might, you know, just be that still small voice, all of a sudden he just drops something in your heart and speaks to you and says, "Uh uh-uh, be careful. You know? Like, I told you the example one time about when our son was going to drive into the city one day, and I had this terrible, I didn't feel good about it, And all of a sudden, he came, and he said, well, I don't feel good about it. And so we were like, well, guess you better not go, even though, you know, he had made plans with people. Well, we come to find out there was like a big bubble on the inside of his car, on the inside of the tire of his car, on the the front tire. So had he been driving all the way down into St. Louis with that, you know, so that there's a warning there in your spirit. And we just need to heed those things, even if it seems like, oh, well, I'm passing up on a good thing. Sometimes the better thing <laughs> has just been revealed, okay? He only, so he, he, he prepares you. He makes you ready. You know, he allows you to stand in situations. He only speaks the word of, Holy Spirit only speaks the, word of, the words of Christ. He is the testimony of Jesus. Oh, there's another one. Did I, did I mention that one earlier? the testimony of Jesus. He only imparts, listen, the absolute perfection of God into your life. That's what he imparts to you. The perfection of God. All of the perfectness of God imparted to you. Our eyes are opened by the Holy Spirit the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, so that we can understand God better. We want to understand God better, don't we? Every day we want to understand something better about God. Ephesians 1, 17 through 21. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that, whenever you see so that, you want to like, you want to tune in. 
so that you may know him better. See? We get to know him better and better and better every day. The better we know him, the more equipped we are, right? The better we know him, the more equipped we are. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know, okay? So the, the, he's going to enlighten the, the eyes of our heart so that we can know several things, so that we can know the hope to which he's called you, <coughs> the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, so the fullness of Christ's inheritance, which you have, and the incomparably great power for us who believe. Incomparably great power for us who believe. I would, I would call this so that I may know all the goodness of God. He wants you to know all the goodness of God, all the love of God. If I know his power, remember scripture says, I don't have a spirit of peer, fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So see, this is going to vanquish fear out of my life. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, his mighty strength in you, in me, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Not a less power. Not a, does anyone see that in the scripture here? Does it say less power? No, it says same. Same power. Same power. And seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given. So it really doesn't matter what that obstacle is called. Not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Forever and ever and ever. All of this is ours by Holy Spirit. Say, it's mine I take it now. <laughs> so we have been given abundance and power of God by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. You have an amazing indwelling. Amazing indwelling. Ephesians 3:16 through 21. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. He strengthens you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Take a deep breath, everyone. Say, his power strengthens me right now by Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the strength of my life. So that, so that 
Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Wow. That's how Christ dwells in our hearts. Wow. Wow. And I pray, listen, listen to what Holy Spirit does, and I pray you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. He wants you to know that. He wants you to know and live in his high and wide and deep love. And long, I didn't say long. Long, everlasting, never-ending. And to know his love that surpasses knowledge. It surpasses knowledge. His love surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. All the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do, listen, immeasurably more, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. In other words, everything, all, everything that you ever ask or imagine, he's going to do immeasurably more for you. According to his power (coughs) that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. To him be the glory, to him be the glory, to him be the glory, to him be the glory. To him be the glory, to him be the glory, to him be the glory. To him be the glory. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit is a grand and glorious person that is here to assist you in everything. He is here to assist you in everything. He is your friend. He is your friend. So here it tells us that we are strengthened with all power so that Christ is rooted in us. He's rooted so that Christ is rooted in us. So by developing this intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, see, the the fruit of that rooting flows forth. We become established and firm, rooted in Christ. Holy Spirit roots and establishes all the fullness of God in your life. He roots God's love in us so that we have the power to grasp the enormity of his love for us. See that? So that we are filled to the full measure of God. The full measure of God. to the extent that it is more than we can ask or imagine. 
more than you can ask or imagine. How many of you in here are going to believe for more than you can ask or imagine? I'm believing for more than I can ask or imagine in Jesus. So hopefully this is making Holy Spirit real to you. Is this helping make Holy Spirit understanding his person, his heart? And so what we choose to do with that then, we're, we're given that, right? We're, we're given a choice in life of what to do with that precious gift, that precious treasure. What we choose to do with this relationship, see, this, re- this is a relationship, a friendship that has to be developed. You have to develop this. Be yielded. And that's the key. That's the key. What are we going to do? We choose what we're going to do with this glorious gift. Beautiful gift. Wonderful gift. The Holy Spirit. What it, you know, the Holy Spirit brings us in union with the Father. Remember what was the glory? What is the glory? I know you have a million definitions going on, but really honestly, what is it? It's union with the Father. That's glory. Jesus said, I'm going back to the union. I'm going back to the glory that I once had. And he was going back into union with the Father. That's the glory. Holy Spirit brings you there. All the time, every day. It's a place you get to walk. And live and breathe and move and have your being. You get to have your being there. So, we first have to acknowledge the good thing that we've been given. We have to acknowledge that good thing. I want to show you in the scripture where it says that. Philemon 1.6. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Now, I really like this in the Amplified. Listen to this in the Amplified. I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective and powerful. So this is going to tell us how when we share our faith, it's going to be effective and it's going to be powerful. Because of your accurate knowledge of every good thing which is ours in Christ. Well, who tells us about that? Who did Christ send to teach us and counsel us about that? Yeah. So we need to acknowledge Holy Spirit so that when we share our faith, it it is guaranteed to be active and powerful because we have acknowledged what he has given us. Does that make sense? So when we share our faith, it becomes active and powerful because of our understanding, because of our acknowledgement of the good thing which is ours in Christ who gave us Holy Spirit, who sent him back. 
to be with us here and now. So let us acknowledge Holy Spirit. Let us allow him to do the good that he has come to do. Never be ashamed of the Holy Spirit. Scripture tells us, well, actually, think about this. Without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, you are not you. Nobody, nobody at, in River City Church. Without the Holy Spirit, a person, a person is in a religious, dry, and weary land. You're just trying to keep up. You're trying to keep the laws. You're trying to do it all in your own strength. That is a religious, dry, and weary land. It is a legal land that nobody can ever, ever keep. We're not going to see a harvest that way. With Holy Spirit, that dry and weary land goes away. That dry and weary land. 2 Corinthians 3, 6 tells us that the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Okay? 2 Corinthians 3, 6. He has made us, you and I, he's made us competent as ministers of a new covenant. You get to be the ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Your covenant is of the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Make it very clear. God, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the testimony of Jesus, Holy Spirit. Not some other spirit. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills but the Spirit gives life. So you are ministers of Holy Spirit, not by the letter, not by religion, but by the Spirit. So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, understanding, wisdom, hope, new life. Right? All the shackles that the enemy tries to impose, broken. Chains broken. We get to live freely, freedom, in the freedom of the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. But whenever, listen to this, this is so beautiful. Remember how we started this year and we, all we did was through May talk about life behind the veil, that we'd gone through the veil. Y'all remember? Please don't tell me you don't remember the first five months of preaching in this church this year. (laughs) Please tell me. (laughs) But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, moment, not waiting, when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Hallelujah. The veil is removed. You walk through that veil with your Jesus. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
And we, who with unveiled faces, get that? Unveiled faces, listen, all, every one of you in Jesus, reflect the Lord's glory. You have an unveiled face, you reflect the Lord's glory. We have, Jesus said that he's given us the same glory that God gave him. Okay? Are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory. You are being transformed every moment into ever-increasing glory. All you got to do is stay yielded. Just stay yielded which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Where does it come from? The Lord, who is the Spirit. By Holy Spirit, to the extent by which we embrace him, yield to him, it's not just a sometime venture. This is an all-the-time, everyday living person that stays with us, in us, Witnessing the testimony of Jesus to us all the time. We are taken into glory. We become the likeness of the fullness of Christ. Wow. That's the gift that we've been given by the grace of God. Where... So we are transformed by the Spirit into God's very likeness. We are freed from the chains. We are freed from the bondages that try to keep us from living in the fruit of the fullness of God's character. You understand that? So where there's no Spirit, there's no joy. There's no peace. There's, there's no vision. There's no love. Let's just, let's just call it like it is. No spirit. But where there is spirit, what do we have? We have joy. We have peace. We have patience. We have forgiveness. We are able to dream the dreams of God. We are able to see the vision of God. We are able to walk in the destiny that God has for us by the Spirit, by Holy Spirit, by Holy Spirit. We, is, we, we receive the abundance, more than we could ever ask or imagine of God in our lives. We're in, we're in union with the Father. You get to be in union with the Father. Jesus lived and moved and walked and spoke by Holy Spirit when he was on this earth. So do we need to do the same? If he needed Holy Spirit, we need Holy Spirit. Did he need Holy Spirit? Yeah, so we need Holy Spirit. He was conceived by Holy Spirit. If he was conceived by Holy Spirit, it means in your particular life, in my life, that all, all of the life of God is conceived in our spirits by Holy Spirit. You understand that? Jesus was conceived by Holy Spirit. 
So when we are yielded to Holy Spirit, all the life of God is conceived in our spirits. You understand that? Do you understand what I'm really saying? Do you really, really, really understand what I'm saying? Did I say all the life of God? All the life-giving force, all the life, all who he is. In him there is only life, there is no death. In him there is only light, there is no darkness. Do you understand what has been conceived in our spirits? It's no small thing. It's a great thing. It's a great, beautiful, wonderful thing. Person, not thing, person. Jesus said he couldn't do anything by himself. It was the Father that was working in him, and we are given that same Holy Spirit working in us. Okay? John 5, 19. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. Nothing. He can only do what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does the Son also does. Holy Spirit showed him, spoke to him, told him. Right? So today, we have that very same Holy Spirit working in us, showing us, telling us what the Father wills us to do, what the Father is speaking what he wills us to do and to say. So thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for living inside of me. Help me to be more and more yielded. Help me to give over more of myself to you. I can trust you. We can trust you. You are the very love of the Father. We can, we can trust in that love that you have. So we yield to you today in our lives. Holy Spirit, we yield to you. Thank you for being the voice of good and loving counsel in our lives. Thank you for being the voice that says, this is the way, walk in it. Whether to turn to the left or to the right, this is the way, walk in it. Thank you for being a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path because you reveal the word to us. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for being the fullness of Christ in our lives. Thank you for being the very power of the Almighty God in us. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for being the love of God in our lives. We thank you for being the peace that passes all understanding in our hearts helping us to guard our minds. You guard our minds. You guard the deposit. You keep the deposit that's been given to us, Lord. We thank you for helping us be patient, that we are the patience of the Father.
because of you. We thank you that we have the forgiveness of the Father because of you. We cannot thank you enough for that, Lord. We thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding that we may know you better and that others may know you better through us. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We invite you to just do your mighty work in us. Anything you want to do, we invite you, we thank you. We give you place in our lives. Thank you for instructing us in the testimony of Jesus. Thank you for shedding abroad the love of God in our hearts. Thank you for showing us how to walk in the love of God unto others. We thank you for all this and more. We yield to you now. We yield to you, Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hallelujah. We praise you, Father, when we thank you for being present in us and with us. In Jesus' mighty name. We're going to take communion. We're going to come into union. Communion. Jesus tells us to take communion with him.